I mean, these are the things that I think about. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy, Oso. And your girl, Rocky. What's good, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the show. We are back. Yes. I just love that this is a part you know of our I mean? life. This is what you we know? be doing. Yeah. We be talking. We this be podcasting. Like, yes. <laughs> we are podcasting. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much to all of y'all who are listening. For those of you who are listeners but also would like to see our beautiful faces as we're recording this show, <laughs> be sure to check out our YouTube channel and be sure to subscribe when you get there. Please, we're trying yes. to get monetized. We're trying to make sure that this is a way uh, to get some passive income for no. us so we can update some of our equipment, mm-hmm. uh, get some editing software. Yes. You know, hire the editor. <laughs> yeah, hire some people, hire a team. So we yeah. are trying to uh, get to grow within our business and in the yes. podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So any help along that journey is so much appreciated. I want to say thank you for those who've already subscribed and mm-hmm. thank you for those who are listening right now yeah. and are choosing to do so. So appreciate you. And I definitely want to just uh, piggyback on thanking our listeners remember we've been at this podcast for what four years now yeah, and we yeah. have a lot more episodes uh via audio than we do via video yeah uh we've only been consistent at youtube for like a year now yeah so Maybe, like yeah i would say a year yeah, yeah. so we definitely have more content uh via podcast so definitely check out all of our previous content that we have a we have a full catalog for you so we want to thank our listeners and our watchers. Yes. Yes. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. For so today. so today's episode is create your heaven on earth. Okay. Man. So I want to plug, plug, plug my coaching business. Plug it, baby. It is called Manifest Realities Happiness Coaching. ManifestRealitiesHC.com. And within my program, because my program consists of skills training and life work exercises, as well as assessments. And the purpose of my program is to help people create their heaven on earth. Mm. You know, I was over here living my best life and I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, other people like know that they can do this. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, no, a lot of people don't. So let me help them. Let me use all of the knowledge and experiences that I've gained just within my life, within my profession, and be able to share it with you all. Okay, so definitely check out Manifest Realities Happiness Coaching. I am taking clients. I'm excited for this transition, and I'm excited to help people create their own heaven on earth. Nice. Yes, definitely check out her stuff. Um, I mean, you already have a couple of participants who are doing it and yes. they've already given they've great immediately feedback. given yeah. me feedback of how it's applicable to their life. Right. And they're putting in the work to, to create the processes for their life. Yeah. yeah. So proofs in the pudding. Yes. I will go check her out. Uh, once they're done, I'll have their testimony to share with you all. Okay. Cause that's the difference between coaching and therapy. 
I can get testimonials. Right. A lot of times with therapy, it's like almost a secret society where it's like, if you know a good therapist, you don't tell nobody. You just keep it like, okay, I might tell this one person who I'm cool with about Mm -hmm. this therapist, but it's my therapist. Exactly. You don't tell nobody. They get territorial (laughs) over that. They'll be like, oh, no, my therapist. Yes. The culture is a little bit different. It's more mm-hmm. like, oh, you want people to know that uh, Amplis is a program. So exactly. It's a little bit different. Yes. Makes my coaching services different than some of the other coaching services. Yes. Just going to highlight that. Right. And baby, this is a note for you to clip this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I can get another ad out of this. <laughs> I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, any other church announcements? Mm, I got officially licensed. Yes, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Hey, hey. <laughs> 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 nah, but um, yeah, it feels good. I'm still doing the same things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you guys who want to check out my coaching service, speaking uh, of coaching, and and my private practice in therapy. In therapy, what yes. your boy got your own private practice? This feels good, man. So my private practice and coaching service is called Smart Love. That's smart with two T's. Do not forget them two T's. Come on now. Smart Love with two T's. I'm also accepting clients right now. Uh, spots will go fast just because these. this is, I'm doing coaching and therapy under the same, uh, under the same business. company. Yeah, business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people seeking therapy. So if you do want my coaching service, please reach out yes. as soon as possible. Go to smartlove.com. Mm-hmm. Smart with two T's. Mm-hmm. Love.com. And uh, get to booking. Get the booking. And man. I would definitely say to the couples. Yes. Like Oso specializes in couples. So couples if you are looking for couples therapy or relationship count- yes. count coaching. I was about to say counseling. Mm-hmm. Coaching. Um, <laughs> premarital counseling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like definitely hit him up. Yeah. Uh, all those things are things I just specialize in. I'm, I'm pretty just good at naturally. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it for now eight, almost nine years. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Hit me up. Yeah, I'm official now. I'm licensed. There's nothing holding me back. You I'm know. so ready to help help people out. So, yes. let's get this thing going. Check us out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I think that was it for me for yeah. church announcements. I don't have anything else, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into the show. Yeah. Do we have a quarter? Ooh. Or was I leading this one? Was you I, were leading I this was one. Leading you were leading this one. This one. Okay. Yeah. But we need a quarter, though, so I could do my thing while I flip it anyway and annoy you. Well, since we don't have a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to be able to do annoy you now? This is terrible. We'll just go into <laughs> the questions. Worked out for me today. <laughs> All right, so the first question is, let I'm me get find that quarter. <laughs> oh, I'm going to find that quarter. <laughs> Good luck, because you probably the one that lost it. So, <laughs> so you had to go there. Yeah, you, I mean, you had to say all that. Is it not true? It, I, we don't know. We'll never find out now, will we? <laughs> Anyways. All right. What is today's episode? (laughs) Create your heaven on earth. Okay. Create your heaven on earth. All right. Cool. So the first question is, how do you create your heaven on earth? Right. Right. That would be the question. Shit. You know? Damn. 
So again, Manifest Reality's Happiness Coaching will give you the skills and strategies and the resources so there we go. to create done. your heaven on earth. Sign okay? up for her coaching and you good. Here we go. <laughs> you will learn. I got it. I've, I've, and it's only increasing my knowledge of it. Now, mind you, another continued ad <laughs> is um, my program is modeled after Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So... We focus, well, I focus, it's just me. <laughs> I focus on belonging and love, esteem, and self-actualization. So it's really helping you to thrive in those areas. Like, we're trying to do more than just survive. I'm trying to help you to thrive, okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, let's see, let's see. So I think we were talking about this one aspect when we were planning the show, um, the first way to create your heaven on earth is to do things within your control. Yes. Right? I remember us talking about yes. that. Yeah. So I want to hear your take on that. Okay. Um, but I'm going to explain. Well, no, I just want to hear your take on that. So what is your take on doing things within your control to create your heaven on earth? So there's a concept in uh, psychology, the locus of control, mm -hmm. which is essentially what we're talking about right here. So I'll break that down. Basically, let's say... This whole room is what I have control over. Yeah. And then outside, when I step outside of this room, not even this house, this room, mm -hmm. I don't have any control over those things. Okay. So my locus of control, my area of control mm -hmm. is this room. And a lot of times people obsess about what's outside of the room because they can't control it. But doing that is putting energy towards something you literally as stated, cannot control. You definitely helped me with that because my anxiety and control freak tendencies was definitely trying to control things that were not in my control. But you see what endless cycle that is? Right. <laughs> you can't control it. <laughs> which leads to you freaking out about the fact that you can't control it. You know. Which leads you to realize again that you can't control it. Which you leads know. You to, it's just, it's it just. It don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> So step out of that. <laughs> you got to step out of that cycle. Um, but once you have adopt the other cycle, the idea of like, okay, I'm going to super and hyper focus on what is within my control. Mm -hmm. That's when uh, manifestation and all those other good stuff yes. come into play, which we're going to talk about later. Um, but that's really my take on it for real. It's mm -hmm. like you have to be able to realize that the things within your control are literally the things that design and I, uh, expand how much things you have control. That's the other thing is when you're doing as much as you can do, it increases your power and influence amongst other stuff. So mm -hmm. if I'm controlling everything in this room and everything's going well, I might have, I don't know, access to other stuff outside of this room. Uh, example for me personally is mm -hmm. in my room, literally I practice my music, my guitar, I make beats every day. Mm -hmm. I do all this production play stuff. Keys. Play the keys, mm -hmm. play the drums, do all these things. And now, outside of this, out of outside of my room, artists are starting to get more yeah. like, okay, I could work with this dude. He know how to mm -hmm. sample. We know how to do this. Mm -hmm. He know how to do that. It's because I've been putting in all the work within my room to get mm -hmm. good enough to influence those outside of it to want to even enter my space. And then again, they're, they're entering my space and I'm in control of that space. Hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little bit different now. You know. So that that's the mindset that I think you really need to adopt is like, yo, let me stop putting energy into shit that I know I can't do shit about and let me 
really think about the keys of like, yeah, what if I put in all my energy? I went hard as fuck mm -hmm. into writing this book or mm -hmm. to whatever else it is that you have this motivation for. It's working out. Like, fuck mm -hmm. it. I'm going to just go work out. I don't, I don't can't control that I'm skinny or I can't control that. Like, you know, I got a, high, a low metabolism, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, fuck it. But I can't control this. And then you just hyper focus on it. Mm -hmm. so, that's my way of looking at it. Okay. Um, so I was going into the example of my life of how I did like focus on what was within my control. Right. Cause you said you weren't always like this. So what changed? What, what made you oh. go from focusing on a lot of things that were out of your control to shifting your focus to I mean, what's within your... You helped me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like, it was, it was just you, me? Yeah, you explaining oh, things. Like, I... So, I knew to an extent. So, um, let me share my example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, with my education, I knew that was literally within my control as far mm -hmm. as me doing the work in high school to right. make sure that I would be accepted. Right. So I to had a good college. Exactly. Hey, you real ham uh real at you Hampton University. Just yes. saying, just saying. Yeah. Home Odyssey. Home Odyssey. Um so yeah, I did like I got over a four in high school weighted. Um AP classes, honors classes, like I was killing it. But I enjoyed school, so that was that was that. But um so yes, I <laughs> And this is funny. I only applied to two schools, which during acceptance letter time, I was like, why the fuck did I only do that? <laughs> You're like, oh, damn. But I was that confident in the fact that I was going to be accepted. And like, I were. was, exactly. With a scholarship. With one, and it was not full, but that's because scholarships went off SATs. You mean all that work, and you going to take that damn standardized test? I'm just saying. Things outside of your control. But... <laughs> There we go. I think they've changed things now and some aren't even using SAT or ACT scores, yeah. which I'm like good because them bitches suck. <laughs> you know, look at my actual work that I put in for four fucking years, you know, mm -hmm. but anyways, breathing. <sighs> <laughs> um, so yes. So I applied to two schools that I wanted. It was Hampton university and Spelman college. I got accepted to both. Right. And then it came to a knowing me. Okay. So it was like for Hampton University, I was going to major in broadcast journalism because they had a really great program. Hence this podcast. Hey. But, <laughs> but um yeah, and then I was worked out. <laughs> you know, and I was gonna minor in English, whereas Spellman didn't have a journalism um department. So I was going to major in English because they had a really good English department. But then it also came down to, I'm going to an HBCU. That is prime pool pickings for my black man. So Spellman ain't going to work for me, honey. And look what I found. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and it was also the acknowledgement of, I was already very skilled in writing, mm -hmm. in my creative writing. So I was like, I actually don't need that much teaching or learning or knowledge in that. Like I need more knowledge in the area that I'm weaker at, which was broadcast journalism. So that's how I made that decision with, with what was within my control for my education. Um, and then again, I was co uh, confident for grad school. I only applied to one school, got in, got scholarship. Like I know I'm doing the work, so I know it's going to pay off, <laughs> Like mm. you know? 
Uh, now with career, that's, I was going into my next bit. Okay, with career, and I didn't discover this till grad school. The way that I kept my career within my control was through entrepreneurship. Mm. And I didn't know of it until I got to grad school and they started discussing private practice, which is your own business practicing therapy uh, versus joining an agency or working for the county, things like that, um, versus joining somebody else, you know. Um, and yeah, I didn't really know that that was my path until grad school, until that option presented itself. Like I had works for other people, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do. It was just like to get a check. So I hadn't mm. matched up that what I wanted to do was work for myself, but I knew I had issues with authority. <laughs> so eventually it would have popped up, <laughs> but, mm. but, um, but yeah, now we're doing the podcast, yeah. you know, I have my coaching business, like, you know, I have my uh, Ashley Raquel Creations business for my books, my uh, paintings. It's, it's going to be a lot on that. Um, but yeah, so it's like I'm working for myself and that means I'm my own boss, which I can control. I'm in control of my coworkers. I'm in control of the <laughs> commute. Like I'm literally, you know. Boss status. Exactly. I, I manifested a life solely with work. That was entirely, for the most part, within <laughs> my control. And even coaching, like therapy, there's a lot of shit that's regulated. So there's still somebody I got to answer to, whether that's the Board of Behavioral Sciences mm -hmm. or that's um, insurance companies. Like, um, And I still felt controlled. And I was like, bitch, get off me. So yeah. <laughs> with, fuck, fuck insurance companies. They're so annoying. It's yo. so annoying. Like, damn bitches. So, yeah, so now with coaching, I don't have to deal with either of those. Mm -hmm. um, so I literally get more freedom. So, yes, doing things within your control can definitely help you create your heaven on earth because it helped create mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but what about you? What's your example for how you um, used stuff in my control? Yes, to create your heaven on earth, like an um, example of your life. So similar to you with school, I would say the same stuff. Like, I was taking things into my own hands when it came to my grades and mm -hmm. wanted to get into certain, especially, honestly, when I got to Hamptons when I took some of my academics more seriously yeah. because I think for a lot of the time I relied on just my default intelligence mm -hmm. to just, you know, like, look, I'm going, it's going to work out. Like, you no know, matter what happens. confident in our abilities. yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, luckily I'm blessed with that. Just natural intelligence or like nurtured through early childhood intelligence, yeah, whatever I else it might be. Probably <laughs> say <laughs> you had some good schooling. Your parents did well. Yeah. So mm -hmm. all that leading up to, um, Hampton. And it's like, I was like, I was in a position to get into certain organizations or at least apply to certain organizations to apply to certain positions and mm -hmm. being like, Mr. Psych, president yes. of uh, peer counselors for mm -hmm. two years. Um, what else? Man's caucus stuff. Oh, Mr. Pirate. All all these things. Like I'm just getting into these activities that I know mm -hmm. are gonna bolster my resume or mm -hmm. keep things up to date when it comes to 
what grad schools would want. So I know, I knew I was like, I don't know what grad school I want to go to. But I knew mm-hmm. as soon as I got to psychology, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to go to grad school. <laughs> so then came uh, but I would also, Northwestern. I know, but I would also say prior to that, um, you started at Hampton with in music. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. You know? Yeah, I started in music, and then what was out of my control, but sort of in my control, mm-hmm. <laughs> was like acceptance into that band's culture, mm. and that not only the band, but like that music program's mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. And I was like the curriculum. It. Yeah, the curriculum. Mm-hmm. The fact that yeah, even the fact that I get graded mm-hmm. on my music in itself. Mm-hmm kind of fucked with me because it's mm-hmm. like this is my creative outlet yeah how the fuck are you gonna tell me i failed at creating you know from my heart what the fuck <laughs> that's not how that works mm-hmm. uh so yeah even that concept in itself kind of fucked with me mm-hmm. um so maybe i was destined to go the independent route when it comes to artistry mm-hmm. because of that very within nature. your control yeah because i get to control everything i mm-hmm. put out my content mm-hmm. i can put out many beats mm-hmm. songs who who which artists Whichever artist I want to work with mm-hmm. is who is going to get my beats. Exactly. And whenever I say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have complete creative control. Mm-hmm. Also, Smart Productions, yes. official yes. company where LLC. I can do all my stuff through. So yes. there's no confusion about who own what, who doing what. You know. It's all through me. <laughs> so it's, it's it does feel good. Mm-hmm. And that manifestation came through, I think, yeah, knowing that I wanted more control. So mm-hmm. it's, it's my old saying, or not really my saying, but the reverse of the Uncle Ben saying, with great responsibility comes great power. So that locus of control, I wanted to expand it. I wanted more control. Mm-hmm. But how do you get more control? By focusing on what you can control now. Mm-hmm. You never get more control by focusing on shit that you know you're never going to be able to influence ever. Mm. But if you control what you can... It allows some, I don't even know how to describe it perfectly, but it allows you access. It grows that, mm-hmm. that sphere of control, that locus of control gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you're like, damn, I control my life. <laughs> like, oh shit. It's very empowering. Like, liberating. I made this shit. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So those are probably my biggest examples right there. But uh, similar to you, I think a lot of it came through the rejection of mm-hmm. the other model. So it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily like I just embraced it off rip. You know what I mean? Off the jump. Mm-hmm. It was something that had to be countered by my like button heads against trying to control shit. Mm-hmm. Got you. But I don't think a lot of people are born just knowing this shit. Like, let well, me just focus pause, on Pause because you're getting into the next question. Oh shit. Oh shit. Am I? Yes. But before we go there, you were talking about, well, one, so yeah. So, they, it was music was out of your control within Hampton, yeah. so then you chose yes. psychology because that was within your control. Right. Yeah. I chose psychology. After that, after getting the degree and everything else like that, boom. So I got out here, it went right back to the music. I mean, really never left. I was always playing. I was always mm-hmm. doing stuff, but it was like I wanted to take that shit seriously. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make. I wanted to be a producer. I'm like, yo, this is it. And then boom. Well, you were I, before I brought you back to the music. You were talking about Northwestern. Mm-hmm. So, was there anything within your control with Northwestern? Hmm. I had to let go of control at North, Northwestern when it came to my like relationship. Mm-hmm. So, 
I was no longer in control of Ooh. the status of my relationship or like the the other person on the other side of my relationship basically like I can't control that other person Just and, can't. and I knew I couldn't but there's some level or there's some part of me that felt that I could do certain things to influence or impact my relationship to the extent that I could save it so maybe not control it but maybe save it but in a sense, it's that still, is control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I can't control if somebody else mm-hmm. wants to be in a relationship exactly. with me. Exactly. And their actions are clearly showing me. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't want to be in this relationship. So I had to let that shit go. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the hardest things I had to let go of. Yes, yes. Um, but again, how do I rebuild myself as a man mm-hmm. and, and, and learn those lessons? I focused on what I could control. Like, all right, what do I want to level up? finances, money, mm-hmm. other relationships, friendships, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, career, and then look at me a couple years later. When did I break up with her? Uh, 2015? Mm-hmm. So it was like six years later? Mm-hmm. Six years later. Got my own. <laughs> engaged. Engaged. <laughs> got my own uh, private practice, licensed therapist, mm-hmm. uh, relationship and uh, couples coach as well, mm-hmm. uh, music producer, Working with artists, uh, taught online classes about mental health to artists. Mm-hmm. So there's also that. <laughs> uh, so all these things that I've done, like you know, finances, finally you getting it, m- more you money and all these other things. You like uh, fitness, working out more, mm-hmm. trying to get you know bigger, stronger, and more healthy. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I focused the fucking on all, all those things, and then it manifested. And now, look at this, find this next oh. to me. Thank you. <laughs> Shit. Y'all see. So, yeah, it's it works when you go in yes. on what you can control. And I'm glad you brought up relationships because I really think people do like underestimate how much power you have on choosing the people you allow into your life. That's real. Like regardless whether it comes to family, friends, romantic, you choose. It's your life. You allow people in it. Choose wisely. And yeah, I had to learn to to let go. That was a hard lesson. <laughs> uh, but yes, once I did, um, both of my ex and honestly you, because I was trying to hold on to you. Mm-hmm. And then when I let go, that's when I discovered myself. And then it brought us back. Yes. Proof is in the pudding, y'all. And again, uh listen or check out our episode we took a break to fall in love to hear more of that story yeah but um but yeah it yeah I, if you want to hear our engagement story check out the engagement episode we got engaged mm-hmm. yes <laughs> uh but yes so i definitely there is more power within your relationships than you think and then you do need to recognize when it is outside of your control and let that go yes yep mm-hmm. couldn't have said it better myself that's that's true Okay. But, you know, we always got to learn the hard way. (laughs) You know. All right. So the second thing, and we may end on this. We may have one more thing just for this question. Um, So the second uh, step or way to create your heaven on earth is to follow your truth and authenticity. Mm. Okay. Break that down. And I would say... I had a very secure foundation with my family. Uh, It was very positive and loving towards me. It was very fulfilling as far as 
my self-esteem as well as my exposure to different activities and things that I could try out. So I had, because of that security and again, back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, when you have your, your, you know, food, water, and shelter, and then your safety and security, when you have those needs met, you're then able to, to move on up to esteem. So I was able to, and be, yeah, so because of that, I had access to my self-awareness at an early age, which was different than a lot of my peers. Mm. And because of that, I could tap into my inner spirit and know who I was mm. to then be able to follow the path that was closest to who I am. So again, I knew I was a writer from eight years old. I knew I was a writer and that only like continued. So by the time it came to choosing college, both of those had to do with writing because I knew I was a writer. And then like broadcast journalism was a leap because I didn't have any experience with that in high school. Mm -hmm. However, um, I had some acting experience and then I had done some print journalism experience and I knew that wasn't my route. Um, cause I tried it out. Uh, but then broadcast ended up fitting podcasts, radio shows like that. It ended up fitting for me. So sometimes you have to like, you have curiosity, you're questioning, is this for me? And then you try it out and you either say, yes, it is, or no, it's not. And then you move accordingly. But I kept taking those leaps of faith and I kept being more secure in who I was. And I just kept following that path. Um, mm. So yes, what would you say about your self-awareness allowing you to create your heaven on earth? That's why I was like fascinated by what you said because I don't know if I was aware of myself like that mm. at that young of an age. What, what, what age would you say you became, because you said pretty young, right? I had, like, I decided at seven or eight that I was, my purpose in life was to right. help black America. Okay. You know, so like, I was... I was aware of some shit, you know, <laughs> I didn't know. Well, no, I knew it was through writing at that age. Cause that's when I started writing and I was like, this is how I'm going to help them. I'm going to write children's books. So little black girls love themselves, you know? Hmm. Um, and then it only kept increasing as I kept doing things that were me. So mine was like a little bit more, um, it didn't start off so concretely. Okay. I think I always loved music, all that other good stuff. I always loved helping people. Mm -hmm. and I always loved talking about relationships. But that's knowing yourself. Mm. So, you know, maybe I knew myself and I was looking at it through the lens of somewhat projecting a image out to other people without for without fully knowing like how to get to that image that I, I wanted people to see for myself. So if I, I wanted confused. to be, yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, so it, I wanted to be like a good husband. So I was being like a nice mm -hmm. guy. I was mm -hmm. showing people I was a nice guy, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what that actually meant mm -hmm. practically. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like a musician. That's like, I mean, I guess I put that out there authentically. Uh, so that one, yeah, that one's authentic. Because <laughs> um, you was in the band in high school, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't know how to not get sucked into somebody else's system or way of looking mm -hmm. at me. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then maybe 
I had another example, but like I think that's what was going on for me. It was like I knew parts of myself that mm-hmm. I loved, and like talking about relationships. Yeah, I didn't know I wanted to be a therapist right away, but I knew I loved talking I about relationships. Yeah, 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 I just was like, damn, I love these movies. That, that was exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all along the way. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, it was more an exposure route of like mm-hmm. I knew these things. I knew certain parts mm-hmm. I gravitated towards a lot mm-hmm. and I was like man why do I like these like mm-hmm. Tyler Perry movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, what the funny. fuck what the fuck why do I like this shit why do I like these relationships like uh mm-hmm. questions and like why do I like talking about that why do I like researching sex instead of just looking at porn mm-hmm. why do I like looking at porn to see what the moves <laughs> are you know what I mean why I like all that you so know? it's like certain things or for sure there, but I didn't. I didn't connect them. I didn't know how these things were supposed to turn. You weren't into, conscious of it, right? So mm-hmm. my awareness maybe was like in bits and pieces, but mm-hmm. nothing together to put into this one person that I am now in totality. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't really see it. You mm-hmm. know, maybe I didn't see what the sum of all that would look like. I mean, I definitely didn't either. Like the only thing that was solidified was me being a writer and me being mm. revolutionary. You know, that was like yeah. the only two things. And then, like, yeah, I found uh, therapy at Hampton. Um, And that was through black psychology. Like, I didn't even take a psych class in high school. So, but I did know I liked how people thought. And I liked how people related to each other. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's, and I would definitely, yeah, okay, so what was it? Do what's within your control. Have some self-awareness. Know yourself. But that third piece, I would say, is definitely exposure trying mm. new things trying things that you're interested in trying it out to see if it fits yeah i think that's been my greatest blessing is that my parents mm-hmm. wanted me to experience a lot of yes. things so because i was able to be exposed like yeah i had piano classes mm-hmm. when i was younger you know i had a teacher shout out to mr benders uh and i remember like it was a moment when we were talking, uh, he was teaching me all these stuff and I was just like, man, I'm fucking bored of this shit. He's like, he's, yeah, he's, he felt that I was uninterested in all sorts of stuff. And he's like, well, what would you want to learn? I was like, I want to learn jazz. Aww. I remember saying that shit. I was young. He's like, you want to learn some jazz chords? And to this day, I still play those same chords Ooh. where I first learned from him. And I, so I, I know how to freak them shits now, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> just get busy with that. But you know, I know how to tackle that. Mm-hmm. But, it's still ingrained in me. It's like the, I can still start that foundation right there and then move up from it. So it still touches me. Yes. But it's because I was exposed to that exactly. shit. And even him looking at it as like, okay, this structure of music mm-hmm. isn't necessarily going to get him to the next stage where mm-hmm. he needs to get. What does he like? Where, where is he at? Meet, yeah, meet him where exactly. he is. Yes. And I was like, little as ever. I don't even know how old I was, but I couldn't have been that that old like I don't even think I was in, I wasn't in middle school I wasn't like mm-hmm. so I wasn't in elementary mm-hmm. I just remember it being like I want to learn some motherfucking jazz dog <laughs> and he played them as soon as I heard it I was like ooh <laughs> yes teach me this uh-huh. and that started the actual enthusiasm yes I love it I love it so so yeah that's I exposure an, exposure and definitely thankful to our parents yes. so my parents put Bless. me in a writing workshop when I was in 8th grade 
and it taught me more about fiction. And then right before my senior year of high school, I took a two week writing program in Georgia. And I was like my first time Damn. being away I from my family. Yeah. <laughs> and that had classes by professional Damn. poets, novelists and uh, print journalists. So like, I, yeah, exposure, like lets you know, Hell yeah. like this you. <laughs> so and then, yeah, like I said, I tried out print journalism and that wasn't for me. So, so yeah, but all right, we're moving on to the next question. Okay, cool. cool. All right. So how did we know how to live authentically or not to live inauthentically? Mm. So, Hmm. oh, wait, I definitely gave you some wrong answers here. What you mean? <laughs> like I had wrote some answers differently. So for the follow your truth and authenticity, that's where I was talking about alignment and balance of like being aligned with yourself. But yeah, I'm confused. I feel like you gave answers that uh, well, real to you. I mean, you just probably add on stuff, but I no, it was it just it was it was a different area. Like uh, I was supposed to talk about the foundation and security and self-awareness with this question but whatever it's out of your control I, you know? <laughs> um but i do just want to take a point now that i'm aware of that um <laughs> like yeah to okay so let me just answer this question real quick <laughs> we're jumping back to that you, you all you got me all over the place so my dad <laughs> uh uh, started me off with a growth mindset and this is something that I discuss and teach within Manifest Realities Happiness Coaching check it out, sign up today um, is how to handle challenges how to view failure mm. how to understand that you are capable and believing in yourself like he set me up with a growth mindset so whatever I tackled it was just more information about me and I would say that is what allowed me to live authentically because I didn't there wasn't any shame or external pressure like it was me learning more about myself so you say the growth mindset was the biggest contributor to that? Yes. Okay. Because it's like, so for example, an example I use in my coaching is the difference between smart and capable. So my dad hated the word smart because he was like, he didn't use this language, but it's very rigid. Like it's like you're smart or you're not, you know, and it's. And that's, <laughs> and that's not even counting, like including the different uh, intelligence types and things like that. So right. he was yeah. like, you're capable of learning. And if you're capable of learning, it doesn't matter how much time it takes, uh, how much resources you need, how much help you need, you'll get it. You just got to figure out how to learn that the way that you need to learn. So because of that, like I never doubted myself. Yeah. You know, so because of that, I'm always, well, let me figure out more of me. So it really allowed me to be authentic in who I am because I believed in myself, like to my core. That was a core lesson that I applied to the rest of my life. And I'm very thankful. Hmm. Um, and to that point, bringing it back to alignment and balance. <laughs> um, it felt right because I, I didn't have any blockage. 
Like it was just like me, yes, me, yes, me, yes. <laughs> so it was like all in alignment. So so yeah, it was me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. But uh, what would you say as far as either alignment and balance contributing to heaven on earth, or I know we were talking about it earlier, and you said you didn't necessarily know how to live authentically, but you basically are aware of how to not live inauthentically. Right. So I think, and it goes back to some of the examples we kind of already touched on or that I gave earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, The prime one that comes to my mind is the experience I had at Hampton when it came to uh, the band and the music program. Mm, It's like, I knew music was for me. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also knew, I didn't know in what form, because, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out. But I knew for sure that this mm-hmm. was not the way I wanted to learn music mm-hmm. in the program, in the in the structure, the system, with those people in particular. Mm-hmm. I knew that wasn't for me. So gotcha. I knew that I had to reject that in order mm-hmm. to say yes to myself. Because yes. you can't say yes to some shit that you know mm-hmm. is not within you and then say yes to yourself. Yeah, you're not going to be in alignment with yourself because right. that's not what yourself wants. Yes. So mm-hmm. it would have been like me forcing myself to stick it out there. Just a, just because you decided a major, right. just because you were accepted into the band, just because yes. you had a scholarship. Yeah. Like, I would, I, that would have fucked <laughs> How up. many people didn't say yes because of those circumstances? Bro, that would have, that would have, I can't even. I, mm. You chose you in that moment. <laughs> yes, I definitely chose myself. Well, more so, I rejected <laughs> what wasn't me. Got you. I rejected what wasn't me. Okay. And that allowed me the space to choose myself. You love know what it. I mean? I it's like it. in relationships, you reject all these people that aren't your your vibe, mm-hmm. aren't mm-hmm. you? But if you were to just be like, oh, this person checks off certain things that I know I want, mm-hmm. so I'm going to just latch on to them, even though you're not feeling the connection, mm-hmm. it's not going to go the way that you want it to go. There's going to be a not- cap. Yeah. on how far you that connection can lead mm-hmm. versus and that's taking up time and energy so mm-hmm. you might be missing out on the person you that know. you really want or the people that you really want mm-hmm. because you don't have enough capacity for them mm-hmm. so it's kind of like that like don't just get into a relationship just because you say you want a relationship and listen to your spirit because right. your spirit will tell you look at your happiness <laughs> you know but all right, so I'm going to just move to the next question. Then. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is the last question on two sides, and then we'll switch to either one. Cool. Okay. Why don't people create mm-hmm. their heaven on earth? I want to hear your thoughts first. Uh, a couple reasons. Number one, people don't create their heaven on earth because they don't know it's possible. They don't think it's a reality mm-hmm. that they can manifest. Manifest realities, happiness coaching. I'm glad you got that one. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm, I'm throwing you the alley. You I better got dunk it, it now. <laughs> I and I just want to point out my previous name for my coaching business was the possibilities of happiness. Because I realized people didn't think it was possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just jangle the fuck up. You know. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. Um, so, yeah, they don't know it's possible. Uh, so that's one reason. Two. They know it's possible, but they think it's too difficult, so they don't want to try. Mm. Mm. There's also that. Life ain't easy. <laughs> yeah. Accept it. Hard truth. 
So which I, I also teach at Manifest Realities Happiness Coaching. Check out <laughs> the skill set, Radical Acceptance. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this whole episode is a plug <laughs> to my coaching business. <laughs> then let out the, ki- the cat out the bag, huh? I don't care. Sign up. <laughs> we can do that. It's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, advertise my damn self. <laughs> Nah, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, that's yeah, that's why we had this platform. So, mm-hmm. and it's to help people as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's similar, kind of like to the Matrix. It's like some people are unaware of the Matrix; they don't know the shit about it. And then some people are like, "Nah, that red pill seemed kind of difficult. <laughs> like I gotta go to Zion and and be awakened and live with everybody instead of being in the Matrix, cool with my sweet job and." You know, so stuff. So some people don't want to be wake up to the reality of like, okay, you might be in a shitty situation, but you can get out because the can get out part is hard work. <laughs> so they're like, fuck it, let me stay in the matrix. I know it's the matrix, but hey, this fake reality is better than the harsh reality that I have to create my own. Damn, that was good. Put that. <laughs> mm. All right, well, yeah, that, that, those my answers right there. So they don't know or they too scared. I like it. I like it. And to that point, within the developing growth mindset skill set on my Manifest Realities Happiness Coaching, oh, I also talk about how to expand your comfort zone because that's what that shit is. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Told you I got the skills and strategies. Let's do it. All right. So I would agree mm-hmm. with what you said. Um, Any other uh, thoughts on top, uh, to piggyback on that? So, yeah, I would say fear. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, scared. And sure. they're allowing fear to stop them. You know? Um, but it's also... What were the two points you said? So they're unaware, and then they're if they are aware, they're too afraid gotcha. to make the change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if it goes into that. But resistance. Like, they're just resistant. Mm-hmm. Um, now it could be due to fear. Um, okay, yeah, those are similar. Yeah, I can see why they, they they might be connected, but they're not exactly. The same. Yeah. yeah, and then it also what I also wrote down was external expectations and societal expectations. Okay, break that down. So we we saw plenty of it, like people choosing majors in college for either money or oh, because of yeah. their parents, and then they either got to the end of the their senior year or they got their degree and they was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Cause it wasn't what they wanted to do for themselves. Oh, hell and yeah. it's like, yeah, this like you were resistant to doing what was authentic to you because of external pressures. So again, how all them factors for music, how that's what you were accepted for. That was your major band right. scholarship. Like, like those were external pressure, factors. Exactly. I gotta accept this direction. Exactly. And I already invested so much. You know, and, and when you do just go with that, that's when you're resistant to your authenticity. Mm. And a lot of people are just resistant. They do not want to. And it could be, yeah, due to not wanting to work hard. It could be due to fear. It could be due to external pressures. But at the end of the day, what it is is resistance. And again, in radical acceptance, we discuss <laughs> how to be less resistant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
And I've had plenty of experiences with resistance, especially within relationships, within this transition to coaching, because that was not my path. <laughs> I would did not. That was not in my my future vision of my life and my career. Um, but as soon as I stopped fighting it, it flows so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because a lot of times we're fighting things that we know are just difficult. But once you realize, like, okay, this is going to suck for a certain period of time. Short term, baby. Yeah. Especially if you have a system going down and you're part of the process. Mm-hmm. It's like that becomes part of your routine. It's going to suck at first. And I, that's why I really do love music. It, it teaches me that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Calluses. Fucking hurt like a bitch. <laughs> but after a while, you're like, mm. I don't even feel shit. And he's gotten so good in a short amount of time at the guitar. Like, I am amazed. Like, I know you were a musician, so it's not so new, but it's still a new instrument, you know? And that's a different process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I know my process is learned. So. You do. Another thing I teach. It's expedited, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, damn, girl. I told you. Shit. You want this program. If you want to create your heaven on earth, yes. you need this program. Check it out. And I'm not even fully like like out. Like I still mm-hmm. have to release belonging, love, and self-actualization. I only have building esteem out right now. Mm. But belonging, love will be out or released uh, summer of next year, if not sooner. But sign up for the email list on my website and you'll get that update. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, it's good. Send the email, you'll get the information and yes. then you'll be kept up to date when, you know, there's spots available, when you know, there's all that stuff. So I would suggest sliding them. Sliding <laughs> them DMs. Send, them, send that email. <sighs> but all right, let's take a break and then we will come back with our either or segment. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yo. <laughs> Welcome back. What's up, beautiful people? We're back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Let's get into our next segment, show. Either or. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So the first question is either things align because they are supposed to, or you have to make things happen. Let's say you. You gotta make shit happen, dog. You gotta, you gotta get at it. You gotta be active. I was trying to do devil's advocate, but I can't. You gotta make things happen. Tell me, tell me about your reason. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about this shit all episode. You gotta do this shit. It takes work. What's in your control? You have to try to execute on those things because there's so many other factors that are outside of your control. Mm -hmm. So if you just leave your life up to the devices of other factors mm-hmm. and don't try to manifest or at least co-create within the universe that allows you to co-create within it <laughs> you're like you know then you're kind of fucked it's like it's like having an abundance of resources and it's just not using them like you got water you got these trees you got all this stuff it's a beautiful garden and you're just like no i'm not gonna eat or no i'm not gonna do this it's like why aren't you using your resources around you to make your paradise you could literally be in the Garden of Eden, but if you don't eat, if you don't do this, like shelter could just be like you going under that big ass tree. But if you don't want to do that and you just want to sit here in the cold, then you going you are going to be there. You're gonna be fucked up by the elements, the things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. But if you take two seconds to be like, oh shit, this tree, oh shit, the tree that is covering me and giving me shelter, also got fruit, 
oh shit, look, I'm over here eating and manifesting good health in this environment that I'm in versus this dumbass motherfucker who's just sitting there in the cold in the rain. What's wrong with him? He doesn't think he can do anything. He just thinks he's a slave to the elements. Hmm. It's the same concept. Like, you gotta do shit. Or you'll just be a victim to whatever's around you. Simple as that. Okay. Uh, so, two sayings. Faith without work is dead. You already know that one. Okay. All the Christians. You know. Y'all know. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But then what's your saying, baby? Yeah, yeah. Dreams manifest. I am thankful, thankful for, for the, the process. process. You know. Okay. And again, you taught me that. Mm. You taught me to learn to enjoy the process because life is the process. The goals we have in life, and we were just watching this in the oh, video yeah. of after school. Like the goals we have in life, it's good to have a goal. But once we get there, woo! All right, on to the next goal. So it's <laughs> like if you're striving all your life for this one goal and you're ignoring and hating the process, like, yeah, your life's going to be shitty because your life is majority process. Right. It's not majority goal. <laughs> exactly. You know? That is so true. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Like, yeah. Majority of your life is process. It's not goal. It's not at all. <laughs> you don't wake up every day, trophy, 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 trophy. <laughs> like, no, you wake up every day, do, 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 do. Okay, then you might get a raise, or every day, or day you might get a trophy, or uh, then you might get a second place trophy. <laughs> you don't even get the first place every time. Yeah. So, so yeah, so true. And another thing I wanted to say. So the first part of that was either things align because they're supposed to. So mm. I have found through listening to my inner spirit and following my my inner spirit and living authentically to me, that it feels like. And this again goes back to that video. Like I'm in the right place. Like this is the path. This is the path for me. This is where I'm supposed to be because I'm lit. I'm listening to me and I'm living authentically. So it literally, because I'm making things happen ends up aligning my life. That's why my tagline for manifest realities, happiness coaching is design and align a life of light, freedom and truth. All right, next question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's just building on the last question. Mm-hmm. You either do the work for the life you want or you accept the life you have. Shit, well, you already know me. I love the life that I have right now. <laughs> but... It's only a byproduct of me doing that work. So I'm going to go with the work. <laughs> Do that work. Do that work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then people don't be accepting the life they have. They be mad that they like don't want to do the work. Yeah, you got to pick one. But then be complaining <laughs> about their life they have. It's like, yeah, you got to pick, pick one. You got to pick one. <laughs> you like, man, this is terrible. Oh, well. <laughs> like, let me not what do that, anything what, about it. What did no say shit then? You know? If you like that, if that's your attitude, then I'm sorry, Accept bro. Accept it. That you chose that. <laughs> Accept it. It is what it is. Cause you ain't making it any different. Ain't nobody else fault. Whose life is it? All right, last and final question. Let's do it. Last one. <laughs> <sighs> okay, what we got? Do challenges and growth within the process 
create happiness? Mm. Or does having it all? Definitely the challenges. Like I well, yeah, definitely the challenges. Challenges and growth within the process. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh I like it. And again, I'm gonna <laughs> compare it to music, but yeah, picking up the guitar when I first learned these chords and first learning something. I'm still learning chords, by the way. Not there on that yet. <laughs> uh, but it, it's fun. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun challenge to know, like, I'm going to figure this out mm-hmm. because I know that this is just going to be a part of the, my process. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, now the fun part is, like, how am I going to figure this out? Like, mm-hmm. what creative ways can I do it? And I start attacking shit in different ways. <laughs> and then that's where I get, like, happy about the challenges that come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are challenges. Some suck. Mm-hmm. But... Those are also things that I know I can overcome, and then that leads to that dopamine spike of like, oh, I overcame that. Yes. Shit. You know what I mean? Like, damn, whoop that test ass. You know, I fucked that test up. I got license. Yeah, I'm still doing the same work, mm-hmm. but I whooped the test ass. You whooped that <laughs> test ass, baby. Like, yes, damn, you did. I said, bitch. <laughs> these fuck these questions. Yes. <laughs> Goodness. And got you know got my license. At least that's why I interpreted it. <laughs> that's a valid interpretation. I think everybody who passed that exam feel that. But you see what I mean? <laughs> that was my process. That's even the way I had to look at it, and it works for me because mm. I, the way I've been envisioned tackling or attacking the test was literally like me whooping this ass, mm-hmm. and that process worked for me in order to pass the test. So it was unique to me. It was a challenge. Mm-hmm. But I overcame it, and it brought a lot of joy and prosperity to my life. Mm-hmm. So that is way better than the flip side of it. Yeah. I'm just like, mm-hmm. challenges, man. They're not all bad. And I would say, one, you definitely have been teaching me to learn to enjoy the process more. Like, again, you were the one who taught me about the process, so then you, like, enjoy the process. And I was like, wow. Wow. But I have examples. So, and I think I was telling you, because I do well in school, I didn't really feel challenged. Mm. So it wasn't until grad school where the classes were cool, but it was classes plus practicum plus working and then having like daily breakdowns towards the end of the semester of my final semester. Like that shit... I felt the challenge and that shit led to tears. So when I graduated, I knew I did that shit. Like that was me doing that fucking work. Like, damn, I did this. Like I felt the the triumph and the accomplishment. And with that test, that was the most stressful process I have ever experienced in my life, even more than grad school. (laughs) And that was stressful. Don't get me wrong, but good God. Cause I didn't want it like, I was okay doing the work. It was just a lot in grad school. Whereas that test, I didn't want any part of it, but I still had to do it. So that, that it was very stressful. And I cried when I passed my exam. Like I was, I called him, I was bawling. Cause I was like, oh my God, it's over. <laughs> I did this shit. I am done. But I would say one process that I am thoroughly enjoying, which is very fascinating, is me dating women. Hmm. Well, yeah. Which is interesting because when I had my history of dating men, I did not enjoy that process. Well, you just wasn't dating the right man. So. I enjoyed now you dating, dating the right you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love our dates. Yes. But but even though like 
I just enjoy women. So it's it's oh, and I it's, get it. It's, 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 it's different. It is different. Oh, it's the great. pool was different. So I love swimming in my pool. <laughs> so it's I am really enjoying that process. And yes, like things have not worked out, and I haven't been in a committed relationship yet. But I am thoroughly enjoying the process, the experience with these women, as well as what I learn about myself. And mm. I know that the goal of me eventually seeking a life partner who's a woman, like that's there. But I'm enjoying all the things that I'm learning to get there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, how am I how is she going to come into my life? How am I going to be the person that she needs to be? Like, I'm very fascinated to see That's what actually happens. Too. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, what actually happens? I don't even know, but I'm enjoying the journey. Like, it's like, yeah, like you said, like you, you don't know when or how she's going to come to your life. But you not can a clue. <laughs> be the best version of yourself so that mm-hmm. like that's an easy, it's an easy pick. It's like, OK, wow. It's like obvious because mm-hmm. she's looking at you like, oh, my God, this is what I was looking for. Yeah. And I even said to you, like, I was putting a hold on dating, especially for a relationship, because I knew I needed to be a better partner. And mm-hmm. I've definitely worked hard to get to a place where I am better still, always improving. But I'm a lot better than I was. So we going to, again, acknowledge that challenge and acknowledge the accomplishment of, of the movement. <laughs> okay. Because, whoo, yeah. I'm much better. So now I feel more comfortable being more open to that. It's still like we're still building. I'm building professionally and stuff, so I'm not all the way there. But I'm I'm definitely enjoying that process. That's one for sure. And the challenges of like again cementing the learning to let go and yeah. learning to respect their choice and that if they don't want to be with me, that's not in my control. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a really important <laughs> one. I think a lot of people need to yeah to like grasp and really take in because a lot of times in relationships specifically mm-hmm. we get attached because there's emotional connection exactly. and literal attachment yeah uh to that person but then we take that as we take that too far and it leads to almost like either possessiveness mm-hmm. where you're like oh this is my mm-hmm. person so mm-hmm. you need to be doing this and then mm-hmm. we need to be like you know joined by the hip and all this other stuff or like you were saying it's like it's almost as though you're trying to force that person to fit into something but mm-hmm. you don't you, you can't control them you can't the only person i have control over is me myself and yeah. i and when you take most control over that you take most responsibility you get there's a lot of power in you yes. showing up in that space after you've done the work on you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, like, I'm I'm loving this process because yeah. now I'm a better partner, you know, mm-hmm. and it's only going to continue. I needed to do like a lot of foundational work just because I didn't have healthy relationship models. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely enjoying that process and the challenges that grow me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But all right, I think that's that's all for that's, today. That's a wrap, people. Yes. I hope you enjoyed. You know what I mean? Thank you so much for listening and tapping in with us. It's your boy Elsa. And your girl Rocky. Thank you so much. And uh I think we'll that's pretty much it. We'll catch you on the next one, y'all. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to the It's So Real podcast. Yes. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. And love. Always. We out. <laughs> you know this. Mm-hmm.